welcome to Let's Talk Garden. Welcome back. I guess welcome back from the last week. Um, this week it looks pretty good. We've had some great weather today. I think we're gonna hit up to the into the twenties there today. So enjoy it. Get out, do some stuff. And I I'm assuming all the garden centers have stuff on sale. I know we have our buy more, save more up to fifty percent off when you buy five or more. And you can mix and match. So lots of that going. Get your good deals on the grounds, nice and warm right now. It's still a great time to plant. Um, so get out and get some deals from your garden centers. And uh, and get some of those plants in. Fill those empty spots. Have a look around. Um, at the end of the week, it's looking a little bit. Uh, we're going to have a little, uh, a bit of that that bad stuff, that four-letter word that I keep hearing Jordan Witzel and those guys saying that snow thing. So we'll see what happens this weekend. Uh, next weekend, hopefully we can avoid it. Hopefully it changes by then and uh, and saves. So it's going to get a little bit, a uh, little bit cool. So a couple of things you should be prepared if you want to let your flowers continue on a little bit longer. There is uh, some frost blanket. Try, don't use plastic. Um, it doesn't work that great. It actually conducts the cold into it. So if you have a, if you use frost blankets, old bed sheets, stuff like that, cover them up. And then in the morning, or if you didn't happen to get out, you can go out and give everything a little shot of water um, just to knock the frost off, and, and then that will definitely help. And it's also, it, we've had a little bit of moisture lately, which is kind of nice. So, But again, just your big, big trees and a lot of your existing landscape. Get out there and give everything a good, slow, deep watering for the next few weeks here. Just give everything... A little bit of a little bit of a boost, and hopefully for that way next spring when they go to leaf out, there'll be lots of moisture in there, so they can just uh, fulfill all that. Because that's one thing I'm seeing around town is just lots of uh, lots of unfulfilled foliage, lots of lack of moisture, desiccation, and and what it does is when your trees and that get sick, it, they they sort of let out a uh, little bit of a scent that the pests and everything else can, they, they know it and they know it's suffering a bit. So they go in and they attack those ones that are suffering more and more. And it really, they, they go after the weak. And so if your neighbor has really nice healthy trees and yours are, um, you've let them go maybe a little bit, they'll succumb to more of the pests and things like that. So, so really try to try to build up the, the immune system. Um, and as we go in dormancy here, it's a great time to do your fall fertilizing of all your trees and shrubs. You can start fertilizing again. You can do your 15, 30, 15s and your 20, 20, 20s, get some food back into the ground. I know our pruned up guys, we're doing our fall, uh, deep root injections on the, for the feeding of them. So it's a great time to do all that, got a text already and it is from rick i believe he sent some pictures of some blueberries put them into boxes and um the only problem within a box that rick is that you got to try and keep them frozen over the winter so um so if you're going to put them in there um in calgary so what i do is make sure you water them in really like don't soak them really badly right now but when you get closer to when it's totally dormant give them a good soaking and then cover them with a mulch of some sort. You can use that hemp scent or a peat moss or cocoa moss, something like that, bark mulch in there, and uh, and make sure they water it in. And throughout the winter, you can give them a little shot of water because that's the biggest thing when you're trying to grow bushes and things in raised beds like that, raised boxes, is that our Chinooks, when it gets really nice and warm, which we all love, but it's 
it's also that will dry out if we get a, a, a period of our plus 10 and plus 15 and if we're not adding water, those boxes will thaw out a lot easier than something that's in the ground and then you're going to uh, you're going to end up losing them because they're just going to be desiccated over the winter time. So um, if you could look at that, that would be awesome. And getting lots of text already. After we cut the grass shorter last week, we noticed trails through the grass at ground level. What can we do? If it's just trails, if you could send me a picture, but what I'm thinking is it's maybe this mouse trails that were from before, uh, maybe from early spring. Again, using a proper fertilizer, building the root system up, it can recover from that really quickly. You can set those uh, mouse bait traps out um, to get those uh, little critters looked after. And uh, but the green it up fertilizer will help with that quite a bit because it'll just build up the root system. So if you do get a bit of chewing over the winter, there's lots of food in there, and for the roots that will fill it right in and and then go from there. But right now I'm going to go to the phone lines. I'm going to hit. I'm going to go to Lynn. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. How are you? Good. Good. How are you? I'm fine, and I really love your show. Thank you so much. I love doing um, it. Yes, I need to know how to uh, winter in my daylily and my lavender. The main thing with those is really you just want to, I, I, I'm a procrastinator in the fall, so that's, I'm not one for making everything tidy, everything up, cut everything back. I like to let Mother Nature do its thing, let the plants die back on themselves, like especially the lilies and things like that. They'll just, the foliage falls on them, helps protect them. Okay. And then sort of, you don't want to, soak them too much but you definitely want to make sure they're watered in you can mulch around them a bit to help them okay uh, especially if it's in a real sunny hot spot yeah um just trying to make sure there's a little bit of moisture in there going into fall and that way the ground stays frozen so even if you put like a, a bark mulch or something around them or just ensuring that and any snow farming over the winter time too just just pile snow around some of your plants that definitely helps keep the ground frozen and and eases that winter desiccation all right well thank you so much Merle you're very welcome thanks thank for calling bye-bye bye-bye Bye. all right let's go to Joyce good morning Joyce good morning Merle how are you doing yeah, still awesome is that I hear, is that church bells behind you or is that wind chimes? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Yes, it is. How can I help you? I want to know. I remember you saying something about you can uh, take the seeds off the lilacs and get them started to put new trees in. Yeah, it's it, it's something you can do. Um, so if you do pull them off, yeah, you got to let them dry out because okay. the seed is inside the the yeah, yeah inside the. The other, like yeah. it sort of has okay. a protective the pod. Pod. That's yeah. the word I'm thinking yeah, of, Joyce. There you go. Thank you. That off. <laughs> My mind is. Like, what are those things called? Pod. I, I, that's what I call it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. No. That's exactly it. And then the actual seed is inside. So what you can do is you can save them, keep them in a dry, cool place. Um, over the winter time, yeah. and then early spring, you can separate out the seed and then try starting them at that time. Oh, okay. Because I have some real, I call them blood red lilacs. Oh, nice. Yeah, I wanted to. Yeah, some that. of those are just gorgeous, too. Like, yeah. they're just really, really. Um, they and, last a long time, too. Absolutely. No, there's a few colors. Some don't last long. Actually, my neighbor has the bloomerang um, variety, and they've been blooming for the last four to six weeks. 
unbelievably facing. Truly. Yeah. Un- now? Yeah, because the bloomerang, they bloom twice. They bloom in the spring, oh, and then wow. they bloom in the fall. Oh, and cool. this this fall has been really great for them. And they're three, four feet high, and honestly, they've been blooming for six weeks. What so color are they? They're the lavender, like the the, the sort of the basic yeah. uh, lilac color. But it's sure nice to see some blooms like all through uh, oh, yeah. all through August and September. So oh. I, I haven't seen a lot of them to maturity like this, but this one... Uh, is it at mature height and it's just surviving and doing wonderful so uh, i i just haven't seen many of the bloomerangs to get to that stage so it, it's just nice so i'm a bit more of an advocate for the bloomerang so well yes of course yeah and it's in this sort of basic it's not like it's been heavily protected or nothing it's on the side of the house so yeah. um so if anybody's looking for something else that you can add in to get some blooms into august the yeah. bloomerang but yeah, let me know how that goes, Joyce. I will. All right, thank you so much. Thanks, Merle. Have Bye-bye. a good day. You too. Bye-bye. If you'd like to join me, there's a few spots left in the phone lines. You can call at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And sort of some of the things seen out there still, like definitely fall is in the air. You see it affecting all the trees and shrubs are starting to uh, turn yellow and we're starting to get some super nice fall colors really seeing the columnar aspens getting really really nice fall color um, and the maples uh, the Ohio Buckeyes around town um, mountain ash um, maybe if you uh, if anybody's got some nice pictures of their fall colors in their in the yard share us, uh, share some pictures with us at 403. Nine seven four eight two five five. That is the talk and text line. It'd be awesome uh, to see some of that from you. And right now, I'm just going to go to Dale and uh, and chat with him. Good morning, Dale. Thank you. You've got a great show. Thank you so much. I just had a question about uh, picking apples. Yep. Is it a wives' tale where you have to wait until a good frost? Um, I, I, it is a bit of a wives' tale, uh, but what it is. Is it does that when you get the cooler, it does bring out the sugar content in it, and it sort of pushes that up and gets them a little bit sweeter. We're getting close to the end of September. Is it too early? Or no, it, I wait? I, you can test a couple, and you can always pull and let them ripen a bit more off the off the thing. But obviously, if you can leave it a little bit longer, like honestly, I was walking through the tree lot yesterday um, with Casey Van Vloten. He's a, a guy. He was actually the gentleman who produced the Calgary Boxwood or, or got it into production like 25 years ago because in the Rita Rock Garden there was a, a plant and there was rumors that there was a boxwood in there that was very hardy and that was living here. So he got it in production and uh, produced it and then all the nurseries and now all of us garden centers are able to share that uh, wonderful plant but we were walking around eating apples and he was just saying like these are really, really close to being ripe so this is like just the ones that we had in our tree lot, but yeah. do they all ripen at different times? Absolutely, yeah. There's some that ripen earlier in the season, and then a lot of the bigger apples in Calgary, you have to wait till like they do go later into like this mid-September, end of September. So, but so. It basically, any time now. Yeah, no, and just you could try a couple of them and sort of see how they are. Um, you just don't want to leave it if it gets too cold. Like if there, if the temperature gets to that minus, anything past minus two, minus three, 
Um, you can get into the mush, which you don't want. So, uh, again, you got to be we're, – we're in that fine line. Like this weekend, I've seen a couple things where they're saying minus 4, minus 5. So uh, I'm hoping that that's wrong. Uh, don't wait until the frost is on the windshield. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it, Dale. So do it out there when it's nice. And it looks like it's going to be nice right up until uh, Wednesday, Thursday. It looks like it's starting to change, but we'll see how what happens there. So. Okay, I'll give it a try. Awesome. Thanks, Dale. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. All right. I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Stock Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. <clears throat> we got you covered. Uh, there we go. Well, something in the old throat. I think everybody at the at the garden center almost went through. The, everyone, it wasn't really a, <clears throat> a cold. It was more just everyone got all stuffed up and plugged up a little bit, but it really wasn't like a nasty thing or anything. So, which was kind of nice. Uh, I got a few texts, a couple things to go through. And a few phone calls, so uh, we'll get rolling on that. It says, hi, Merle. I need to move a couple peonies that are no longer getting enough sunshine. There's still a lot of green stems on the leaves. Should I should I move them now or will the soil is still warm or, and they have a chance to establish the root system or wait till they completely die down? I, I, I think I would wait uh, or just till they just start cooling or you'll see the leaves start turning sort of a purpley... Um, you can do it that time. It, and to be honest, it's probably okay right now. The only thing is that you want to make sure you, if you're moving a peony, they do not like um, to be adjusted. They don't like being moved. So if it's, you want to get as big a ball, big a root ball as you can on it. Um, so I might apt to wait until springtime and then just mark out where you want it. Mark where that one is. Dig it up early spring as soon as you can start working the soil and then uh, and then do it at that time. If you can wait, if you can't, if it needs to get moved now, um, by all means, like I could, but just really ensure you get as big a root ball as you can and then keep it moist, but don't soak it so much. You don't want the, the bulb to rot away on you. So, so just be careful on that one, but that should be, and the height is the most important. So when you're digging the, the root ball, just really make sure that the root ball goes in at the same t- at the same height because they, they just do not like being moved or they don't like to change in height. That's one of the biggest ways that you can uh, that you can kill them, which, which you don't want to do. Uh, and I got one from Shelly, and she's asking, is there such thing as winter grass seed? Um, no, some people like to to uh, overseed or direct seed over in the in their grass in the winter time or fall winter i'm one that i just i prefer just to wait till spring because i find either it gets washed away or the birds eat it or something else so i i myself i would just prefer to wait until you get uh until early spring work the soil put your grass seed down you can water it then that way because um, if you're buying good grass seed, it can be a little bit expensive. So you want to make sure that you're um, you're getting enough in the right spot, and don't don't go too light. I think that's probably one of the biggest 
issues people do when they do grass seed. They go a little bit too light. Go a little heavier because then that way you get good germination if you're trying to create a lawn and uh, and just go a little extra heavy on it because then that way it, it's going to fill in for you because otherwise you're going to be fighting with sparse grass and it, it just takes long enough to get something going here in Calgary. So you just give it a little bit of a, a head start and be a little bit more generous with the with the grass seed, and then that should definitely help out. And we're going to go to the phone line. We're going to chat with Kim. Good morning, hey, Kim. Good, good morning, Merle. How's it going? Good. How are you? It's going to be a beautiful day. Isn't it nice? And I'm thinking, okay, shorts and a tank top. Should do it by about 11 o'clock. <laughs> there you go. But then I'm looking at the forecast, and they're talking snow possibly on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, next I'm week. just looking at, uh, at Gemma right now. She's on the news there talking about that. It says a low of minus three, Friday yeah. minus two. Oh, my goodness. Thursday minus one. Yeah. Well, well, I'm north of Strathmore, right? And so it's Wheatland County, and they have a day that or an evening that we're supposed to get down to minus nine. So that's freezing, is it not? Well, that's definitely freezing. Yeah. So. So, okay, I've I've done the question for the last four years, and I still have no luck with garlic. When, and I know that you can have When are you planting question. it? Well, I'm thinking I'm going to give it a go this fall. Yeah. So, you, have you been doing it in the spring before? I have. I've tried everything. I used to grow it in Calgary. Like, I couldn't give it any love, and it would grow like wheat. So, so some of your soil, you might have this, I know out in the Strathmore, some of the areas it's really alkaline as well, or or in sometimes you get the, the salts coming out of the soil okay, there. Okay, because we're sand-based. Sand I mean, we can dig a postal in like two minutes, whereas in Langdon or Calgary, it would take us two hours because yeah. there was so much rock. So, so here we're sand-based, so I'm thinking, that should be Good no, that garlic. that should be good, but you might want to just add a bit of soil. Like if you have your like create a garlic patch, if you're going six feet by six feet or four feet by four feet or whatever you're gonna do, and this adds some organic matter. Like get even just a couple bags of good just potting soil and mix okay. that in with the sand, okay. and, and then put your garlic in there, and uh, and and you should be fine. But fall planting of garlic is definitely a lot better. Okay, so should I be able to encourage like? A root startup so that at least it's got some legs to stand on no, for the no, fall winter. Or? No, no, that's sort of the key too. Is just putting them in do- dormant, like when it cools yeah. off here, which it's going to yeah. do. The ground will cool off. And, so, what and, would you say another month before I should plant it? Well, you can, actually you could plant it pretty close to any time or after this little cold spell. But some people are already starting to plant. Like the ground is starting to cool off, but it's yeah. still it's still fairly warm. Um, so, but really almost any time because it's going to cool off real quick here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm going to have my snowsuit on next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, another question. I I have bazillion every color of yarrow that I can think of. Yeah. Fuchsia pink, Easter basket purple, white, yellow. So I, I move things around quite often. And when I do, you know, I give them a little haircut and think, okay, yeah. I'll give you a, a good go. Well, the things are coming back and they're flowering now. Yeah, no, because the, the yarrow are pretty uh, aggressive growers. And, Kim, i got to take a quick break here. I can come okay. back if you like, and sure. uh, we'll finish our conversation. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
that's Talk Gardening. And uh, just wondering if anybody can guess the theme of our music today. Send us a text if you if you think if you can guess what the theme is. Matt has put together his collection. Not that he's a competitive guy with Brian, but uh, I think there is a little bit of that going. So I think we all reap the benefits of this. So it's nice to have some creative tunes on the on the gardening show. And I love this one. It just says uh, it's from John. He goes, Merle, can we have a, a prayer? Please don't let it snow. My snapdragons are four feet tall. Like, these are gorgeous. And he has the tape measure out, and, yeah, they are four feet tall. Like, this gorgeous all the way around his tree in a nice bed. This gorgeous, gorgeous snapdragon. Good thing about snapdragons is that they are fairly frost-resistant. So uh, hopefully, John, if it does get a little bit cool, um, the biggest problem is you're going to have is maybe if the snow piles up too high, which it's not going to do, let's say it's not. It might push those over, so hopefully that doesn't happen to you. And uh, I had a comment earlier, too, about um, about the lilacs. They are much easier to try to start. They're fairly easy to take cuttings from. when you get, Just after all the new growth comes up, when it's really nice and soft, um, if you just cut just below one of the nodes on your branches, and they will start fairly easy that way. And I'm getting a few texts regarding suckers coming up on your Schuberts and different trees. Um, it is a good idea to get down, get down as close into the root, like dig away some of the soil, cut down all, cut the suckers right out around the trunk and that get down, because it will slowly stop, because if you have it planted at the right height, and if you need to put a little bit more soil in or whatever, but just cut them right off and it, it will slow back, because I know I had a, I have a Schubert in the front of my house, which... I have the old variety. There's a weeping variety, and then the new ones are the ones that get the black, not a lot more. So I'm actually fairly fortunate. I had one in my other house as well, and uh, so the, I wish I could get them. We do have them into the nursery trying to propagate them, but it's still going to be a couple more years before we can bring these Schubert's back into the back into business and uh, and get them going again. So we can enjoy it without the black knot, and uh, we'll see how that goes. But lots of phone calls. I'm going to go to back up to Kim, and we'll finish that call and go from there. Hi, Kim. Hi. How's it going? Good, I'm glad you? that you came back to me because I have a couple more questions. Okay. Okay. So we we touched base on the garlic issue and touched base on yarrow and whatnot. Yep. And I cut back a wee bit because I moved them. Yeah. Um, other question. I I think it's called portulaca. Yep. And it looks like it's of the succulent family, am I correct? Absolutely. Okay. Can I bring that in and treat it as a house plant? Because I've got Um, like... Yeah, you can for the most part. Um, you can give that a try. You just got to watch. They sometimes are susceptible to like mealy bugs. Just make sure you clean it really good before you bring it in. So insecticidal soap? Yep, something like that. Or pure spray green, something like okay. that. And yeah. you should be good to go. Okay. And would it, could I treat it as a perennial, like mulch it in? And maybe it no, might overwinter no, outside? They, no, they'll reseed themselves. But a lot of times they come back as the as the native plant like with the one with the round leaves which okay. you see quite a bit which is they say is very useful in the medicinal world so yeah, yeah exactly. um but yeah no it won't um it, it won't be a perennial it won't seed it might reseed itself but yeah. it, it won't be a perennial 
Okay. Alrighty. Okay, so I should bring it in. Yep. Um, pizza, but because I mean, very seldom can you find just a whole tray of solid color, but this year I found red, so it's like that. Yeah, and we typically bring in, we usually have white, yellow, red, and I think the orange one we try to bring yeah, them in. Yeah, multi-color pack, but yep. I'm a color person, so I, I just wanted the red yep, this nice. year. Okay, um, one more question. Is there different varieties, like my whole pasture is almost covered in various spots with goldenrod and that also is medicinal i understand yep. but i want to move some of it to place certain spots of yellow in my garden so yep. goldenrod that's growing wild out my field would that be the same as the goldenrod that the stores are selling um probably not the exact same variety it, like again it's probably more of the native variety and then the ones that we're selling in the store have been hybrid a little bit to um a little bit better growing form things like that so or what okay. we think is so it's but you can, be... you can definitely try to move it in though and, and see how that goes why not yeah yeah i'm just gonna dot the yard with that okay Nice golden color. Right, um, one Kim, more question? No, um, actually, I got to go. Okay. I got quite a few people online, so I think okay. five is well, good. Thank you so right. much for Thanks, your show. Kim. Thanks, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. And actually, I'm at the tone. I think I need to take a break. Is that not right, Matt? Yes, it is. And uh, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Way out going you follow Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm getting a couple fall pictures. I got uh, from Marlene up in the Gull Lake area. Wow, gorgeous, gorgeous. Right in the trees, I got all kinds of colors, gorgeous. Thank you for sharing that. Very, very nice. And I'm going to go to the phone lines and get through some of these here. We're going to go to Ken. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. How are you this morning? Good, good. How can I help you? Um, I wanted to ask you about uh, um, uh, green beans. I'd, I'd like to save some seed this year and uh, try replanting from, from uh, seed from my garden. Uh, they're not hybrids, so I think I'm okay there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just concerned about with this frost coming up. Whether I know it's probably going to take out the bushes, but um, do I leave my seed beans on there, and just or will they rot after the frost? Um, they shouldn't. Usually, the pods on the beans are fairly durable, but really depends on. Just keep an eye on the forecast. If it's getting into that minus four, minus five, I would pull them out. Which ones you're trying to save? Um, yeah. At that temperature, you just like it's hard to say exactly what it'll do. Like sometimes you'll see a plant in one part of the yard on a day after a frost like that, and it looks all mushy, and the other side it looks like it didn't get touched with frost at all, right? And you kind of wonder, okay, how did that happen? But um, so I would def- just keep an eye on the frost. If we're, if we're getting closer to that minus four, minus five, I would definitely pull off your seeds and and start the drying process and uh, and get ready to harvest them and and let them dry out and then get them ready for next spring. Okay. Um, and one more question, Gloria. Yeah. Another question. Um, my kohlrabi and my turnips just got decimated this year. By uh, um, and and I, I looked, I checked it up on the on the internet, and it looks like it's a flea beetle. Yeah. The, or leaf springers. Well, I used to call them leaf springers, yeah. but I know they're not. They're but they just destroyed them. Yeah. What's what's a good uh, the spray, spray green use? is a, actually a really good spray for that. Okay. Because um, it's fair, it's safe. It's pharmaceutical grade mineral oil. Um, it works really quite good on those type of of pests. 
And okay. and it also will help with any of the powdery mildew or anything else like that you get on it. Okay, so uh, and that's uh, I would do top top of the leaves and bottom of the leaves. Yeah, then. absolutely. And, yeah, just and get a good stem. misty spray in there just to get it covered, okay. and uh, and go from there. Okay, thanks very much. You're very welcome. Thanks, Ken. Bye. Bye. All right, let's go to John. Good morning, John. Well, good morning. How you doing, sir? Fine. Well, good as ever. Awesome. Well, that's <laughs> a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, second your motion on having the uh, grass seed in plenty. Yeah. I did uh, a little bit to start with and got very little, but the second time around, I just poured that. Of your uh, Mandalay or whatever. Yeah, the Mandalay sod. And yeah. uh, boy, oh boy, it sure come up nice. Yeah, it's actually a really nice blend. It's the same one that we have in our sod blend. Oh. Um, so it does go pretty good. But I just find for the cost of the seed and the amount of effort you go into it, it's always worth going a little more generous on the grass seed. It just fills in nice and thick. And uh, and for lawn patching, like I took my grass when I took over this year, it was pretty horrible. And so I used the hemp sense, and I just mixed the the grass seed in with my hemp sense, and sort of created my own uh, lawn patch. And I just put it all into a pail, mixed it all up, and then I just piled it into the dead spots. I, I'm just so impressed. I just filled in real quickly, and uh, and now I have no dead patches, so it's good. Well, I sure helped mine. Got some um, awesome. Now to the uh, air eating top dressing. Yeah. Leave it till spring, or I I do because it again your, your grass is really starting to slow down right now, and and really all the, the soil is just going to sit on top and really not do anything. I prefer to do it in the spring because when your grass let it get actively growing, I give it the spring fertilizer first. I hit it with the green it up, get it good actively growing. Um, and water it, give it an aeration, and then give it a top dressing at that time. And you'll see the, the grass will just eat it up like crazy. It's amazing how fast that soil will disappear into the lawn. So I should leave the aerating till spring too. I do. I, I prefer that. So um, just that way you're getting a good coverage all at once, sort of give it a good shot. And do we rake up the plugs? No, I, I leave them on like because then at that time, if you do your fertilizing earlier than that, get the grass actively growing, give it an aeration, give it a top dressing at that same time. Like I said, and you'll be amazed at how fast the grass will just eat that up. Oh, okay. That's all good organic matter. You don't want to you don't want to take that away. Yes. All righty. Final question. Should I be uh, enriching my uh, garden bed now? Absolutely. Right now is a great time to top dress because it also it helps winterize, helps protect if you have any plants in there. And and then the nutrients get to soak into the soil and it's not waiting for it. So this way, if you put it in now, if you add some of the Groundskeeper's Pride, like the 845 or the Evolve, um, soil fertilizer and that mix it into the soil now it gets and then it soaks down into the into your soil and then next spring when you go to um seed or implant all those nutrients are in the soil ready to go oh what about uh adding compost yeah no right now is a great time mix it in good yeah mix it in good also it's just especially with compost um, again, don't go too, too much. I find people do too much compost and it gets it too rich. So you had mentioned that. A yeah, of times, yeah. yeah. No, I just find compost. Um, I, I, I much prefer the, like using the fertilizer pellets of some sort and this the organic, like the groundskeeper's pride is a great one. So, 
All right. And your uh, crew did a super job on Wednesday. Oh, good. Man alive. Awesome. Impressed. Well, that's good. I'm glad that all worked out. It did. Now I've got to figure out how to pay you. <laughs> I'll, I'll be emailing you something. Uh, all right. I and, think... Oh, do you have uh, Autumn Joy? Yeah, we do. Oh, Joanne recommended that a couple of years ago, and I couldn't get any. But yeah, boy, no, oh, we boy. definitely have some. It's 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 nice. We still have a bit in, and we have lots of nice echinaceas and things like that right now in too, and everything's on sale. So, oh, there you go. I still haven't got my white marble. No. Okay. Yeah, so come get your white marble. Use that gift card you got. <laughs> Thank you. All right. See you, John. Great. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Has anybody guessed our uh, our quiz yet of what the theme of the music is today? You just got to think, think a little bit, and uh, and uh, hopefully someone gets it. I'm not giving away anything or anything. It's just a matter of saying you won. <laughs> uh, it's it's amazing. I don't get as many calls unless I'm giving something away. All right, let's go. Where are we at here on the phone? Let's go up to Myrna real quickly. Good morning, Myrna. Good morning, Mel. How are you today? Pretty good. I'm not looking forward to the winter coming. No kidding, eh? <laughs> yes. I know we do all this hard work, and then you think, God, if it would just wait until end of October, and then winter can come. But not on the first. It's just the first day of fall. Like it's too early. Yeah. So I'm probably gonna bring some nicer ones yet, and then bring them out after for to enjoy them for another. Uh, three, four weeks. Absolutely, and that's what a lot of people, if you have nice pots and things, just wheel them into the garage or something for those couple of days. Yeah, and that's probably what I'm going to do. Absolutely. I'm not willing to get up, give up winter just yet, oh, to give up summer just yet. No, because in, if you do some nice fall pots, I know we just got a fresh batch of mum and cabbage and things like that, so it's only a little blip, so this... Endure the blip, bring the plants inside, just like we'll want to be inside. And then yeah. ne- then the following week, put them back out, and it looks good again after that. So, Yes. Absolutely. I, that's a hard work, but I will do it anyways. Yes. Anyways, what I'm asking, I, I am going to ask this, actually, for yeah, my please. friends and, and family about the pure spray green. I know you've talked about you can spray them in your vegetables and in your fruits. Yep. Um, I have some friends who has the skunkweed. That's what they call it. So I'm calling it the same thing. Mm-hmm. Will that be good for it? Because it is going to be smoked. Um, it, it maybe not because a little bit of the oil residual might be on it. If they rinse it off really good. But why would they want to spray it? Do they have bugs or? It's because they grow it outside. Okay. Yeah, but if there's no bugs or anything, you don't need to spray it with the pure spray green. Like, if there's nothing on it. Yeah, there, there was bugs. So the bugs oh, are gone now because okay. it worked. Okay. Um, but, there might be if they... I would try try a smaller amount of it and see what the smoke does. But if they've rinsed it off decent, most of that should be fine. It's just a pharmaceutical-grade mineral oil, so it shouldn't be, um, it shouldn't be too bad. Okay. But again, I've never done it, so I don't know for sure. So yeah, I've, I've never done it either. But they 
ask me what how how do you get rid of aphids, and that's all. Yeah, that no, I know and the Pierce Green works great. So it's really good. Yeah. So I don't know on the smoky part. They just have to try some and see what it does, and then and then go from there. It cured it. There's no more aphids. Yeah, no, actually, it looks after aphids. Awesome. So, but uh, uh, that was they did that when the plants were like still little. Like, yeah. When it was just starting. okay, then it should be fine if it's gotten through that and all the new foliage never been sprayed. I, I think they should be fine, Myrna. Okay. All right. That's. Great. All right. Thank and, you very much, Mel. All right. Well, keep up the good gardening and, and keep enjoying and uh, and always love hearing from you. Yes, I would like to come and get some fall uh, stuff now. Yeah, in- actually, we got some. I just got a fresh shipment in because we got more, a lot of our other stuff had sold, so I brought in a fresh batch. Just came in yesterday. Um, new mums, cabbage, all bunch of nice stuff. So, and we have some really nice rutabaga. Like fall perennials or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Telling nice. my. Uh, my neighbors and because they keep on asking me where did I get these hydrangeas they are like in full bloom right, right now and they're so they're the last ones that are uh, perennial ones that are pretty in the yard right now yeah I know the the hydrangeas look awesome right now yeah so maybe I'll direct them to your place if you still have some hydrangeas yeah, we definitely do I just got some in this week as well okay good thank Thanks, you Marina. so much bye 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 all right, I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coons. If you'd like to join me, the phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. Or one eight hundred five six three seven 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 zero, and we're going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Mary. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Two awesome. questions. Yes. Do you have bark mulch? Still? Yes. Yes, we do. We have lots Good. of bark mulch. I'm coming to get some. Have to put some more around my new tree. Oh, nice. Also. These garlic seeds, yeah, off of the on the top, yeah, you know. Now, somebody told me a long time ago that when you plant them, they to take two years to grow. Now, I might not be alive in two years. Well, then you need to get the cloves. <laughs> well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to plant. I, I, mean, the, I, I would the think you're going to be around. That I grew. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, you, it it get definitely for the cause. Like the garlic isn't that expensive. No, it and, isn't. And the clove, when you bust it apart, you, you get seven or eight out of each one, right? Yeah, so, and then I just plant them down in the garden. Yeah. they love they love it by fall, the sunflowers. Yeah, fall planting is the best time yeah. too for your garlic. Yeah, and also uh, the the sweet pea lady. Now she said, put the compost in now. Yeah. Okay. And also, I need to request, I have these beautiful sunflowers. Yep. The bees are all over them. So please, if you don't have to dig them, leave them. Their bees need some more because of yep. the rain and the honey production. Someone yeah, said no, it's I'm really getting, down. I had a few people in the store yesterday 
ask and they were kind of worried about there's some flies and and wasps and bees on some of their plants but right oh, now they're, they're wonderful they're, yeah right now even all those plants all of them are going after it pretty heavily right now yeah and they're just trying to stock up for winter and right now a lot of the plants are are exuding more sugary content than they would as it cools off the yeah. sugar content comes up on them and so. the dragonfly unreal huge. Yeah, no, there's some big ones. They're, they're big. They're gorgeous. It's funny. At our house, I, we thought we had bats. Fireflies, we used to call them as kids. We used to stick yeah. them in a bottle. Do you ever get June bugs out in High River at all? I remember when I was a kid, we always had the great big June bugs. They'd be flying up in the streetlights at, at night. Oh, no, those are oh, those are like those awful big ones. fish flies. I no, don't No, these like are those that. big ones. Like They're like a... Uh, they're like a great big beetle. Yeah, like they're about two inches long, like the big June bugs, yeah. I was down in North Bay, Ontario, Merle, when the fish flies uh, come out of the lake. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was, ooh, it was running streets. Yeah, no. Ooh, I said to my sister, I'm glad I don't this, have to clean these windows. Yeah, this fall or ooh, this summer, we had lots. Well, speaking of that, like I, we thought we had bats at our house. And actually, but it's... I had a knocker on my on my roof. But what it is, is it's spider. Like, we have spider poop all over all the windows. And I just look, we got tons of spiders. Yeah, but I but didn't think... Yeah, they eat a lot of bugs. Yeah, I didn't realize they have that much poop in them, those little biggers. Yeah, Holy oh, cow. and dirty. Yeah. Yeah, they leave... It's hard to get off the windows. Yeah, it's no. It's like glue. Yeah. But another thing, too, the old, old... Timers used to say, let the spiders make their their rings, you know, their spider rings, because you can tell when the when the weather is going to change. Okay. You, you watch them. You know, I let them go on my deck, and then, oh, they're beautiful. They're like lace. Yeah, I know. It looks neat, especially in the morning when you get a little bit of dew, a little yeah, bit of... Yeah, and then, you, you know, I just let them, and then I watch them. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Awesome. You know, us old-timers sometimes were a little bored. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Anyway, I'll be up to get... Some mulch? And maybe, maybe, if you're good, maybe some antipasta. All right. I Sounds great, maybe, Mary. Um, them. All right. Well, you <laughs> see can, you later. See you later. Yeah, bye. bye. Thanks, Mary. Bye-bye. Bye. Also getting a few more pictures. Uh, Debbie sent in a gorgeous picture. She's up in the hills somewhere. Just a gorgeous picture. Up street from Edgemont looking out our backyard, our back deck. Just love the red, yellow, green. Thank you for such a wonderful show. You're very welcome. Thanks for sharing that with us, Debbie. Great picture. Wow. Just We have some fantastic views in Calgary, that's one thing I will say. Like when you you go around the city, but right now one of my favorite, if you're going on the south end on on Deerfoot Trail, it is as you go past Seton and you start heading down the hill towards the Heritage Point, you'll look on the West Hill. It is phenomenal. It's just starting to turn all the colors, and you'll totally enjoy seeing that. It's just, uh, and right now there's a construction zone, so you have to slow down anyways. So uh, it makes it easier to see the beautiful view down there. But let's, I'm going to go up to Denise and uh, and see what she has going on. Good morning, Denise. Good morning. How can we help you? Well, I have a couple questions. Okay. Uh, one is, uh, I have a weeping fig. Mm-hmm. 
And I bought it. It says it's a weeping fig. And I, I thought, well, it does look kind of weepy because the leaves are curly. And this is for the in, indoor, right? It's for indoor. Yeah. Well, I've had it outdoor all summer, and it's loving it. But it's in, in a pot. So yeah, so it'll... it'll um, and it's the little leaves, right? Like the leaves are... Yeah, what? they're small, but they're curly. It's just like, you know, when you... Yeah. Uh, no. cheese when you're scraping cheese. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's fine. Um, but really bring them in pretty soon because they don't like the big temperature change. Like okay. our nights are starting to, and, and you might, when you bring it back inside, you might lose some leaves on it. Sometimes when they get their the change in temperature, yeah. they, they will drop a bunch of leaves. So don't be alarmed. Just clean them up, do the thing, go through the process, and, and then it'll adjust from there. Leaf is norm, no, excuse me, normal. Yes, yeah, no, they kind of get that, um, and that could be just from the good sun as well. Like they're just absorbing lots of sun. I had I moved my lemon out. It wasn't doing great in the house last, like up until June or whatever. And I put the lemon tree out all summer, right? And it all the leaves got nice and big, a little bit curly up, but it just. With your, some of your house plants, they love that. Like yeah. it just gives them that. But I probably, if all the lemons come to fruition, um, I'm going to have some lemonade. <laughs> I got That's a, awesome. Yeah, a lot, a lot of lemon buds on it. And just, you can see all the little baby lemons on there. It's just, so I'm hoping that they all stay on and don't fall off. So, anyways, yeah. So, oh. anything else? You had yeah, one more? I was wondering. I have a clematis I planted this year and it, it really took off. Well, sort of, but it's in a semi-shade, and I understand they like full sun. No, no, they can go on east side. They actually prefer the east. Oh, um, okay. As yeah. long as it's bright for part of the day, like, as long as it's not shady, like, you know what I mean? Um, in the morning, as long as it's getting a few hours of sun, um, um, your clematis do really well in the east location. Okay. So you should be good. And I had one more question. Okay. Um, I am looking for a rose that will take some shade i mm. and i didn't know if there was such a thing no not really okay no any of the big bloomers like that they do do so much better but there's so many great shade plants so like you can do your annabelle hydrangeas um ligularias right brunarias um like there's so many nice stuff that you could do. You have to move more to the perennial side of the of the world to get, um, except for the big Annabelle hydrangea, you can get those big, nice white blooms. Yeah. But then you can put lots of other things around it, and then just even for a papa extra color, you can add some nonstop begonias or something around it for the summertime. Well, I was looking for a climbing rose for a trellis, and I don't know, it gets you, maybe four or five hours of sun. You could do kiwi vine, um, and it gets a nice pink hue to it as well. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Okay. Yeah, give that a try. Okay. Now, do you sell the um, boomerang lilac? Yes, we do. And actually, I brought some in because after seeing them in my neighborhood, I wasn't a huge fan a few years ago because I didn't realize, I didn't think they did that great, right? So, so after seeing how well they do do well, how well they do do here, I I brought a bunch in. So we definitely have them in stock, and uh, and they're all part of our sale as well. So awesome. Well, thank you very much. All right. Yeah. They honestly, um, they've been blooming. And my neighbor, Mark, right beside me, his his yard, they've been blooming for the last four to six weeks at least. Um, just gorgeous. Yeah. I've never heard of them. Well, that's awesome. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> Take care. Thank you for calling. You're welcome. Thanks, Denise. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Actually, i got time for one more. And we're going to go to Dill. Good morning, Dill. Hi. Is it Dill uh, or Bill? 
Bill. Bill, okay. Uh, actually, Merle, I called in a while back. Uh, you, you were going to look into, I asked you about replacing yeah. lawn grass with clover. Yeah, and we do, actually, and Zoe and I were just actually on a on a buying trip this past week, and we talked about, she's going to get bigger bags of the for for doing that. Right now, we've only been able to source some of the smaller bags, um, right. So, but for next spring, we will definitely have the clover, so you're able to do that in the larger bags. All right, sounds good. All right. Yep. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye bye. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. And uh, yeah, that's something that's sort of a bit of a craze right now. It's sort of people replacing, which it, it, it's working great. So uh, um, why not? Why not? Let's go. We'll do one more, Brenda. Good morning, Brenda. Hi. How, how can I help you? I want to know about, uh, should you fertilize a new sod? Absolutely. And our Green It Up fertilizer works really well for that because it has the high middle number for the roots. Okay. And that really helps get it going. And what about those green bags that you see? That That's for... Uh, green... Uh, that you see around tree trunks. Yeah, long. those are great. Those are for um, watering in new trees and existing trees. Like they're, Some of them are called hippo bags or grater bags, and I can't remember. We have them as well. Um, so there has a zipper. You wrap it around, and you fill up the reservoir. And what's nice about the, the tree watering bags is that it just slowly, the water is able just to percolate really slow out the bottom, and mm-hmm. then you're not wasting any water. The water just soaks in really nice into the root system. Oh, okay. So those are very beneficial. So. Okay. And um, I've got a lot of grass weeds in my strawberry patch. Do I need to uh, clean those out before winter? Or yeah, you should. Just it, it, go away it, yeah, you just cultivate it out and pull out as much root as you can. And if you try and get at it before it gets too bad, um, you'll be good. If you do want to... Um, that's really the only way to do it is you have to just cultivate and then just try and trace the root pull as much as you can out. Okay. All right. I thought maybe I could just let it die off over the winter. Yeah, no, unfortunately the, the root and the, and the, but right now is a good time to pull it out. Okay. Um, cause the soil is a little bit, probably lots of it's sort of areas. So if you just cultivate it like with one of those three prong things right. and, uh, and then just pull out as much as you can. And then first thing in the spring, when you start seeing it, just go at it right away. Okay. All right. Uh, any idea approximately how much those hippo bags are? Um, uh, they're under 20 boxes, sort of all I know. I think they're in that 16 to 19.99 range. I can't remember exactly, okay. um, but we do have them in the store. Okay, great. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And, yeah, I can't. Something's up with the headphones there, Matt. It just sort of feels a little different. And hopefully everyone can hear me, and I'm going to go to Marge. Good morning, Marge. Good morning. Yes, how are you? Good, fine, thanks. And you? Yeah, how can I help you? Um, this year I planted some dahlias. Yeah. And I want to know when I should dig them up, and when I um, put them in my cold room for the winter, what do I put them in? Like, do I have to have sand or...? No, no, actually, it's actually quite easy. What you do is this... 
Um, let them go through their, they'll go through this first frost here coming up. Okay. And then just after that, dig them up and leave them out, let them dry completely out, and you can knock off a bunch of the soil. I just put them into a cardboard box or a styrofoam cooler with a little bit of cocoa moss or the hemp scents, like or sort of a peat moss, whatever, oh, or okay. even a soilless mix. And this storm in a cool, dark place, like not freezing, but a cool, dark place. in like the, the cold room? Yeah, basement, cold room, mm-hmm. and then bring them up sort of early, Mar- like mid-March, April, and plant them at that time. Oh, okay. And you can put them into pots and then start them that way. Oh, okay. 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 Well, um, I just, well, I just bought the roots and I stuck them in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So that's perfect. So just, um, like I said, let, let them do this first frost. They'll tie black. They'll totally turn black. Dig them up. Leave the soil and bust off the soil. Let them dry up. And away you go. Okay. So what did you say I should put them in peat mix? Yeah, just a peat moss or some sort of thing. Oh, Okay. Okay, good. Thanks very much. All right, thanks. Enjoy your show. Thanks, bye-bye. And, hey, Matt, this seems I'm still hooked up to talking to you, so if you could turn that. And I'm just going to go to Mike. Yeah, when you're talking to me, that's still hooked up somehow. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good. How you doing, Mike? Doing okay. Say, my neighbor has a poplar tree, and uh, the roots are going into my yard. Is that a, do I need to call the bylaw, or how do I do all this? <laughs> yeah, the, the the poplar bylaw officer will come out and dig them out for you. No, unfortunately, there's not, what you got to do is really just at the fence line is just dig down and, uh, and try and just dig them out that way and stop them sort of at the perimeter of your yard. Okay. Otherwise, they just don't. They don't know the difference between your yard and their yard, unfortunately. And they they will if you you maybe water a bit more than him. Maybe they they're just they're reaching out for water. So really, that's the only way you can do it. What if they go to the water main uh, in front of my in front of my house? Do, do I need to call the bylaw or? Um, I don't think they will really do anything. Okay. Um, you could give it a try, but it's really just more of a, a thing of getting down and digging. Okay. All right. All right. I'll do that then. Thank you, sir. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah. Here, I'm just going to take a quick break. we got to get this fixed up here. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line. And actually, I'm going to chat with Chris, and we'll see what's going on down in the tree lot down there. Let's spruce it up. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Great. How are you? Good, good. What a gorgeous good. morning, eh? Oh, it's beautiful. Another beautiful day in paradise. Absolutely. Yeah. And gorgeous fall colors. And uh, at this time of year, I always enjoy walking through the tree lot because I get free breakfast. Yeah, we yeah. The, we, we have the continental breakfast. When you walk around, you can have a pear or an apple That's or right. something. That's right. A few cherries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, see, you're going to have to uh, set up a juice bar or something, Chris. You're right. You're right. Especially with all these pears, we could start making like perlinka, a little uh, pear brandy from Hungary. <laughs> oh, nice. That. Yeah. I just found a Paul uh, John pear hidden in and amongst the trees, and it's an absolute brilliant red. It's incredible. So I just moved it to the front of the tree lot. So oh, nice. is that, a, is that in a pot? No, it's a caliper. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's yeah, I was hoping we had one more of those left. Yeah. No, he's beautiful. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe you have to tag it for me. Okay. All right. <laughs> so what, so at this time of year, it's, it's always a good opportunity for people if they're looking out the yard, they're seeing empty spots, 
different things um, to 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 want to fill in. Yeah, so actually mid-August to mid-October is probably one of the prime times for planting trees and shrubs. It's uh, The rule of thumb generally is if the trees in your neighborhood still have some leaves on it, yeah. it's, a, it's a pretty good time that you can still plant. Uh, advantages to that, uh, the cool temperatures make it a lot easier on the plants. They, they suffer less stress like they might have during the spring or the summer. And the fall moisture helps them get uh, established, okay. gets their roots established quite well. And uh, when the air temperatures are cooler than the soil, uh, new root growth actually is encouraged uh, without the top growth coming. So Absolutely. It all, it yeah, it's not concentrating on all the flows. Hey, Chris, yeah. I'm going to put you on hold, and then we'll finish up this after this break. We came okay. on a little bit late. Yeah, okay. And then we'll, uh, we'll finish up with some more okay. tips for everybody. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Maybe I'll switch over there. Sunny and 16 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Ryan O'Donnell. Conservative leader Andrew Scheer promised supports for veterans today, attempting to set the stage for a new relationship with former service members. Scheer says as prime minister, he would clear a backlog of veterans benefit applications within two years and create a reliable pension system. The NDP is promising to more than double the amount of federal money earned to prevent damage from natural disasters such as floods during a campaign stop today in Gatineau, Quebec. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh pledged to add $2.5 billion to the federal government's disaster mitigation fund. Drumheller RCP are trying to figure out if there was any foul play involved in a woman's death. They say they were working closely with the medical examiner after 40-year-old Candace Delu was found dead in a wooded area of the town on Friday. Global News Calgary weather sunny today, becoming a mix of sun and cloud this afternoon for a high of 21 degrees. Partly cloudy this evening, but clearing before the morning tomorrow for a low of 10 degrees and mainly sunny tomorrow for a high of 18 degrees. It's 14 degrees, breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 11 o'clock. I'm Ryan O'Donnell. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And I'm Merle Coons. And if you'd like to join me on the phone lines, we do have a few spots now. Went through a few, 403-974-8255. Or 1-800-563-7770. And right now I'm going to go, we're going to chat with Murray. Good morning, Murray. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. How can I help you? I heard the fella earlier talking about planting clover. Yes. And I have a patch of grass alongside of my house, and it's really gravelly. And I can grow pretty much everything there except for grass. Okay. And I'm wondering if clover would be the best way to go. You can try that. There is one grass that we do have. It, it's called Ecolon, and it's a it's a blend of fescues in that because it does grow in harder to grow spots, and it's a has deep roots, and uh, it's just pure grass seed too. Like it's a little bit more expensive in the bag, but it, it's such good grass seed, and a lot of people have used it in those hard. So if you do want to see grass, um, give that a try. Okay. And if not, you could you could definitely try um, some clover or do something a little bit more decorative because sometimes in between houses, um, some people just do more of the gravel, some stones, and just plant a few perennials or, or a few other things in, in plants instead of trying to grow the grass, go into some shade plants or something like that. 
Okay. All right. Perfect. Thank you, sir. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling. All right. And what was Elsa going to say? I got a few, quite a few texts that I'm going to go through. And like I said, if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open now, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And I actually got, we're seeing lots of them, getting lots of people sending in pictures of, uh, of the elders and elderberries. And we're getting lots of, uh, of, of people wondering what that is, get gorgeous red berries on them. So very, very nice looking plant. And another one I discovered in my own yard is the snowberry. And get these gorgeous white, pure white clusters of berries and uh, looking really, really good. So that's just another cool um, plant that uh, is, and it is native to our area, so which is good. And I got a question here from Don and Mavis. Good morning. We have been talking, we have been talking about top dressing our lawn. Is it a good idea? Under what conditions? And what kind of soil should we use? And do we need to use seed as well at the right time? Um, basically, what I would do if this was, I don't know if, this, if, if I answered it when I was talking to John or not, but what I prefer to do is do this early spring. Um, get the grass going. Do your power raking. Give it a a good fertilizer with the green it up stuff, get get some green growth happening. And then at that point, you can give it an aeration and then a top dress at that point. And, and I would just use regular good screened loam um, works good. And you'd be amazed at how fast the, the lawn will just eat that up like crazy. And the only reason, I guess, for top dressing, if, you, if your grass is feeling really hard or the soil, because a lot of times if you just switch, and again, our, the fertilizer, the green it up fertilizer, will create um, a thickness in your lawn. I know I did it up at the Global Studios around our Global Garden up there, and just I did a circle all the way around it, and it just see the difference. It just fills it in, and it creates a nice softer grass, and it just because it just it just fills in really nice. So sometimes if you feel like it's just sparse, um, if you've been using the the thirty two zero four for a number of years, you're going to get a lot of that um, just upper growth and not a lot of root growth. So. That's one way I would I would suggest to do it. So wait till next spring, get active growing, and then do the top dressing at that time. And you can overseed as well. But a lot of times grass, it reproduces pretty fast. And if it's fed properly, it'll, it'll fill in really, really nice. And where am I going to go? I'm going to go up to, ooh, yeah, I'm going to go to Scott. Good morning, Scott. Hello, Merle. How are you doing? Good, good. How can I help you? Uh, so a few or three seasons ago, I bought this Japanese fern, uh, planted it in what I thought was the right spot. Is it Japanese fern peony? Yes. Okay. Okay. And it did excellent. And then the last two seasons, including this year, it only goes back like two or three inches. And but it's still alive. Is it in a sunny spot? No, it's it. it it's in a very shaded spot. Yeah, that's the problem. Uh, so it's that uh, this should be in... Yeah, full uh, sun. It prefers full sun okay. um, or at least a good portion of the day sun. The peonies okay. like that, they'll just sit and they'll just sort of rot off on you a bit. I, okay. The fern leaf kind of is a bit of a misleading um, name, I guess, is how I could put oh, it. Okay. Like okay. People think the fern will be good in the shade, but uh, yeah, no. Okay. Uh, I have one more question that I just 
just came to mind. Um, we bought a planter from your uh, your place yep. this summer, and there's some flowers in it that we have no idea what they are. They're amazing. So can we just take a picture and come in? And, yeah, you can and, do that. Or even if you want to text it to the same thing, I should be able to answer it if I get it okay. here. Or if you did, yeah, just bring it into the store. We'll definitely more than help you to help you out. But just uh, just send it. Or even if, you, like I said, if you send it to me right now, I should be able to get it. Cool. Thank you very much. All right. You're welcome. Bye bye. And and I got lots of lots and lots of texts. I'm gonna go through here. And where I'm at for time. Actually, I gotta take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Guardian on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. This song should uh, give away our our music theme for the day, but uh, come on, people. Huh? Come on, help us out. <laughs> I guess, any hints? <laughs> where, where are these bands from? <laughs> let, let us know where these bands are from. All the music you hear today are all from the same city. And guess where that is? <laughs> Anyways, let's go to Andy and see what's going on with him. Good morning, Andy. Hello, how are you doing today? Good, good. How can I help you? Good. Uh, just add a little trick that I tried this year. Uh, one of your callers uh, 20 minutes ago or so asked about the strawberries and um, particularly grass growing yeah. into the strawberry patch. So I have the same problem with quack grass and uh some of the other prairie grasses growing into my strawberry patch. It's a pretty big patch. Yeah. So what I came up and it have been battling it for a few years, and the, it seems like the more you pull the grass out and you break the roots, the more it comes up. Absolutely. As it, as yeah. It, you know. So what I did this year, I they were June bearer strawberries. I waited till their production was done. Waited till they were no longer producing fruit, and then I got a. Um, uh, plastic glove like a um a chemical resistant yep. glove and then i put a cotton glove over top of that and i mixed up this isn't for everybody because it does use chemical and yep. people might not like that but i mixed up a solution of roundup and in a small container and then i just i let the grass grow up so it was well above the canopy of the strawberries yeah and then i just went in and just dampened that glove and just stroked my hand up the length of the grasses and I got probably a 95% kill rate and I'm actually going to go back there today and and do it a second time and hopefully have a cleaner strawberry patch come spring. Yes. And so. and I agree like in and everyone some people are are, are not uh, wanting to use the roundup but that's definitely one of the safest way of doing it is just like you said put a good chemical resistant glove on put the rubber glove or a cotton glove over top soak that in and then just rub your fingers over top of it and then that gets absorbed in and uh, and it go down and kills the root because I yeah. totally agree the more sometimes you break it up um, sometimes the more you'll get, but I find if you put some mulch on it, the grass becomes quite weak as it pushes through some thicker mulch and, yep. it, and, yep. and it's a little bit easier to pull out, um, yep. and it keeps exactly. it resisted. But I agree. Great tip for that, Andy. I appreciate that. And you hopefully betcha. if someone's looking for that, you can uh, use the Andy solution. Thank and you. And it works good on the, on the dandelions too, cause you can just take your finger and just like, all you need is just the smallest amount.
amount on one leaf, yeah. and it should kill it. So, I agree. Even um, in your lawn, like if you get your lawn nice and healthy, I know um, with our Green It Up, it has a really nice thick rooting system, root, root, yeah. and it chokes out a lot of the weeds. But, again, I only spot spray, and that's why I'm not a huge fan of just going on and just spraying the whole lawn with, a, with the 2,4-D or things like that because most of your chemical just gets wasted or the old weed and feed fertilizer um, it used to drop, and then you'd also, but that chemical's getting into all your roots of your trees, your perennials, everything, right? So yeah, it, yeah. I'm glad they've banned that. And the one that they have out there now is, they call it a weed and feed, but it's not. It's just one that, uh, it stops things from germinating. So it's a pre-emergent, like it has corn gluten in it. So it's very right. misleading when people think they're buying an actual weed and feed. So, yeah. Awesome. And like you say, once you get the weeds under control, um, then the spot spray, yeah. you know, you wait in the morning, wait till the dandelions show their yellow flowers and you go out and you can just, you know, in a matter of 20 minutes, you can just get a couple hundred dandelion plants and you've taken care of them without wasting chemical and without, you know, we have Absolutely. dogs and kids and whatever else. So we don't want them running through that. So Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Anyway, thanks, Andy. Show. Yeah, Thank enjoy you. listening to it. Appreciate yeah, bye. it. Bye-bye. And we got all kinds of people answering our quiz of the day. And, yes, it was all Calgary bands. And, actually, we got, um, and what did we got here? Uh, and we had someone that is the relative. I've getting so many texts now of the name. Um, Calgary-based bands, thanks for including the Stampeders. My brother is Kim the drummer, and my name is Shauna. So, uh, yeah, lots of Calgary connections to the Stampeders and uh a friend of mine, Trevor, I know he has a connection to them as well. So um glad, uh, thanks to Matt for that. Took a little while for people to, 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 to get that one. So it was nice to see uh, that they got it at the end there. But anyways, we're here we are at the end of the show. I do apologize. Uh, I didn't get to all the texts. Um, if you want to save them and save them back, send them in next week. Um, I don't have time to get to all of my, I actually got quite a few today, so I do apologize for that. And we had a little technical difficulty in between, so it kind of threw me off a bit, but we're all good. We'll get to them next week, and uh, thanks for listening to Let's Talk Gardening, and we'll be here next week on 770 CHQR.